Well, good morning. My name is Kevin Taylor. I'm the campus pastor at the Ridge Campus of Cedar Creek Church. And <laughs> yes, I've got two fans. Uh, excited to be out here today. Excited uh, to get to uh, actually be part of a one church in many locations. So glad to be out here with the guys at Banks Mill. Hey to the guys at our other campuses, West, and, and all the guys at Ridge. I miss y'all this morning, um, but I know that, uh, that y'all having a blast out there. And uh, you know what? I'm excited to say, too, though, that um, online, I'm always uh, excited for the guys who take the time to find us online and, uh, and listen to us there, you know, where you are. So wherever you are today, um, our guys up in Pennsylvania or wherever, just excited that y'all are here with us today. So thank you so much. We are continuing in our series about uh, Amos and... Uh, Pastor Philip kicked this off last week, and, and what he, uh, he talked about how God uses unlikely people in unlikely places, and uh, Amos is definitely showing that. This is a, this is a uh, book that is very interesting to read. We're, we're getting into some Old Testament uh, into some, some uh, righteous justice here is what we're, we're talking about. So um, the best way for me to kick it off is, is I'm, we're talking about Amos 2 today. And I just want to read through that. We're going to read through Amos 2 together. And uh, if you want to read along, it'll be on the screens. If not, you're just welcome to listen. It's 16 verses, but, uh, but it covers a lot. And uh, let's just jump on that right away. This is what the Lord says. For three sins of Moab, even for four, I will not relent. Because he burned to ashes the bones of Edom's king. I will send fire on Moab... That will consume the fortress of Kerioth. Moab will go down in great tumult amid war cries and a blast of the trumpet. I will destroy her ruler and kill all her officials with him, says the Lord. This is what the Lord says. For three sins of Judah, even for four, I will not relent. Because they have rejected the law of the Lord and have not kept his decrees. Because they have been led astray by false gods, the gods of their ancestors followed. I will send fire on Judah that will consume the fortresses of Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says. For three sins of Israel, even for four, I will not relent. They sell the innocent for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals. They trample on the heads of the poor as on the dust on the ground and deny justice to the oppressed. Father and son use the same girl, and so profane my holy name. They lie down beside every altar on garments taken in pledge. In the house of their God they drink wine taken as fines. Yet I destroyed the Amorites before them, though they were tall as the cedars and strong as the oaks. I destroyed the fruit above and the roots below. I brought you out of Egypt. And led you 40 years in the wilderness to give you the land of the Amorites. I also raised up prophets from among your children and Nazarites from among your youth. Is it not true, people of Israel, declares the Lord? But you made the Nazarites drink wine and commanded the prophets not to prophesy. Now then, I will crush you as a cart crushes when loaded with grain. The swift will not escape. The strong will not muster their strength, and the warrior will not save his life. 
The archer will not stand his ground. The fleet-footed soldier will not get away. And the horseman will not save his life. Even the bravest warriors will flee naked on that day, declares the Lord. Now, I have to tell you, when I was preparing for this, reading that last verse, I've got to speak to that first. If you're driving, out, driving around with your family and you pull up on the town and you see the bravest warriors running out of town naked, just press the gas, keep going, don't stop. Something, something's fixing to happen you don't want any part of. God's bringing his judgment on this. Uh, so uh, just letting you know, that's, uh, this is what we're talking about today, God's righteous justice. But after hearing that, after hearing me just read all that, I can hear y'all saying to yourself, KT, if you ever get out of ministry, the last thing you need to do is go into motivational speaking. Because that was the least uplifting thing that I've heard in like a month, right? Believe me, I understand. But here's what I do know. I could have just read Philippians 4.13, pray for y'all, and we'd have been the first in line at the buffet, right? That would have been good stuff. But what I do know is if it's in the Bible, it's from God. And it's from God for his instruction for us. And he wants us to study it all. He didn't just say study these few chapters. He didn't just say study New Testament or the first five books. He, he wants it all. And if it's in there, it's got instruction and wisdom for us. Um, so let's look at what God is teaching us in chapter 2 of the book of Amos. And your first fill in here, number one, do not reject God's instruction. Don't reject God's instruction. Because, see, this, uh, this whole thing came about, what you're talking about. Here's all the things that you did wrong. That's just what God's saying. Hey, I gave you all these things to do. I gave you this instruction, and you didn't do any of it. You totally turned away from me. So God expects us to obey his word. God gives us the instruction. He has given it to us and has expectations that we will read, reread the Bible, listen to him, accept it, and obey it. You know, all the judgments listed come from disobedience to God's instruction. God's justice is about accepting truth. God has given us truth, but we have to accept it. This is why we encourage everyone to engage in regular Bible reading plans. It's all in there. God's instruction is all in there. Now, take a look at 2 Timothy 3, 13, excuse me, 16 through 17. It says, All Scripture is God-breathed, and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Thoroughly equipped. That's what we're supposed to strive for. This is what God wants for us, to be thoroughly equipped. Everything we read in the Bible is God breathes. He wanted it, he wanted it there. But not just... All of us just sitting around singing kumbaya, holding hands. There are times there needs to be training. There's times that we need to talk about righteousness. We need to be taught. We need to be corrected. We're going to be dealing with justice, justice from God. God expects us to stand in the gap for those that cannot speak for themselves. There's times that he will want us to do that. When that call comes... When that call comes that we are to stand in the gap for those who cannot speak for themselves, we need to have God's word in us. I remember a verse when I was at church camp when I was younger. A girl gave me a little book. One of our camp counselors gave me a little book. It's called uh, My Heart, God's Home. I still have that thing, and that's been, gosh, almost 40 years ago. 
But I remember that's what it was talking about. Is that word I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. God wants us to have the instruction that comes from him in our hearts so that we will not sin against him and have to endure these types of judgments. And just listening to God's instruction is what leads us to obedience. Number two, righteous justice is for all. Righteous justice is for all. When I hear the word justice, it always makes me think of uh, the Pledge of Allegiance. You know, we've been saying the final words of the Pledge of Allegiance say, and justice for all, um, hundreds of years. I mean, the saying itself, I'm sure, has been around thousands of years. But even just in the United States and our Pledge of Allegiance, that's hundreds of years. It was added for a reason, to emphasize that justice is for all. It was interesting to me that as I read Amos 2, all the different people and areas God was referring to. God's judgment is based on universal justice. It does not matter the nationality, the race, gender, age, social status, financial status. God expects all of us to be obedient. In Proverbs 21, 15, excuse me. It says, when justice is done, it brings joy to the righteous, but terror to the evildoers. Joy to the righteous, but terror to the evildoers. Amos shows that we seem to be okay when justice is brought to others. But here's Israel standing here, and and they're listening to uh, God's condemnation of, of the actions of other areas. And then they get to Israel, and they're like, wait a minute, us too? Me too? I mean, does this sound a little bit like the verse in the Bible where it talks about, I can't see the plank of my own eye because I'm too busy trying to pick the speck of dust out of yours. God's justice is for all. None of us are above it. We're taught that how we treat others, how we stand up for them, shows we are followers of Jesus. God wants his brothers and sisters in Christ to stand for what is right. The Bible says we as Christians have the power the opportunity, and the responsibility to change things for the good. To seek justice for the oppressed, God has placed in our path. Number three, it's all God's. It's all God's. When I read that, it reminds me of uh, the movie, and I'm going to sound like an old man, though I'm sure half of y'all in here, uh, Crocodile Dundee. It's an 80s movie. I'm sure some of y'all have seen it. And this was the freaky thing, no joke. I'm sitting uh, backstage in the room over here just looking over my notes for today. And I'm sitting there, you listen to the youth band talking, and one of them starts talking about Crocodile Dundee. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. There's no way in the world he can know I'm doing this. So I felt like that was an affirmation that my 80s story was going to, uh, going to work here. But in Crocodile Dundee, there's a, there's a portion in there where these people are talking about the land and who owns what land and whose it is. And, and Crocodile Dundee steps up and says, you know, people arguing over who owns uh, a mountain is like listening to two fleas argue over who owns the dog. That's kind of where this is coming from. Uh, everything on this earth, everything that we have, what we've, what we've been given, is uh, it's all from God. It's all God's, and we're to share freely with others. One of the things He wants us to do is share freely with others. Um, in Deuteronomy ten fourteen. It says, to the Lord your God belong the heavens, even the highest heavens, the earth, and everything in it. God made it all. 
and it's all His. And with what He has given us comes a responsibility to help the oppressed. A walk with God based on gratitude is important to a Christian and those who had the opportunity to share with others along the way. It can allow us to encounter us to share the story of Jesus and the cross. Going back to Amos 2, this is 9 through 11. Listen to this, listen to this again. It says, I, Yet I destroyed the Amorites before them. Though they were tall as the cedars and strong as the oaks, I destroyed their fruit above and their roots below. I brought you up out of Egypt and led you 40 years in the wilderness to give you the land of the Amorites. I also raised up prophets from among your children and Nazarites from among your youth. Is this not true, people of Israel, declares the Lord. God's reminding Israel of his past, his power to them, and his faithfulness to them. He's reminding them. He's saying, hey, remember? Remember what all I did for you? It's, it's, like, it's like he's just thumping their head saying, hey, remember me? Remember me? Remember the guy who did all this for you? That everything you had came from me? Everything you own, all the blessings you have, the fact that you are still here today, that came from me? I'm God. This came from me. Remember me. Don't turn your back on me. Don't sin against me. Don't be obstinate against the things that I've asked you to do. Don't you know the good that I can still do for you? How can you reject me this is God saying, how can you reject me after all I've done for you? All you have is for me, and it should be used for good. Not for holding people down, not for oppressing people. It should be used for good. So number four, God's people show mercy, kindness, and justice. God's people show mercy, kindness, and justice. God hears the cries of the oppressed. God's people hear those cries as well. God gives us the opportunity to show his mercy and kindness to others and to be a part of the justice on this earth. Now catch that, to be a part of the justice on this earth. There are so many that can't help themselves with that. And we have the opportunity. Once we've accepted Jesus as our Savior, part of our growth is being entrusted with responsibility. You know, we just got done talking about a lot of this in the uh, chapter 2 series. If you have uh, accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, there are next steps. There are steps of growth toward God in your Bible reading, in your prayer, and in your home group life, and figuring out what your next steps are and what God is calling you to do with what you have on this earth. With, with all that He has given us, we all have something that we could do. We have a responsibility to help toward justice on this earth. Check out Luke 6.36. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. You know, I cannot imagine the thoughts of God. You know, it says in the Bible, it's, God can't reveal it all to us, so we couldn't handle it. We're not God. We're not capable of handling that. But I sat and I just tried to ponder being God looking down on all of us, and it is just hard to even fathom to know that all He sees on this earth, He sees all we do, and He still shows us mercy. He still shows us mercy. To send his son to the cross for mercy on us. To know that the times we have disobeyed him and his kindness and forgiveness are still there. To accept the fact that he has to show justice to us when if we just did what he asked us to do, no correction would be needed. 
Because that's what this, Bible, this book is talking about. It's talking about God's justice. It's correction for disobeying God's will. But he also asks us this, to share that love and mercy with others and to help in justice for the oppressed when we have the opportunity to do so. You know, one of the ways we are involved in helping bring righteous justice to our own community is by partnering with iCare. Human trafficking is a justice issue, and God has given us the opportunity to show His mercy and kindness and be part of the justice for those who cannot fight for themselves. Uh, Y'all check this out. Five years ago, I stood in this exact same spot and shared with you a dream, a vision of a residential facility, a home for victims of human trafficking in our community. We are partnering with Eye Care Ministries right here in Augusta to provide a residential facility for victims of human trafficking. On this land behind me in the very near future, two residential homes, one for women, one for children, are going to be built. And in this beautiful environment, folks who have been deeply wounded, folks that have been caught up in the bondage of trafficking are going to find hope and healing and help and they're going to find a loving Savior in Jesus Christ. And I'm so excited this morning to tell you that that dream has now become a reality. And so I want to welcome you to beautiful River Tree Ranch. In just a month or two, this beautiful home and this beautiful piece of property will be the home of between eight and ten women and their children who are struggling to break free from the bondage of human trafficking. You know, these are some of the most vulnerable people in our culture and our society. And so I just wanted to say thank you, Cedar Creek Church, for being a part of speaking up for those who have no voice and standing in the gap for those who are often forgotten and neglected by our culture. You are truly letting justice roll like a river. And I hope you never lose the connection between your love, your generosity, your service, and your sacrifice, and the difference it makes in the lives of people right here in our community. Amen. John 13, 35, it says, By this everyone will know you are my disciples, if you love one another. What an awesome God we have, that he's put a charge on us to share the news of Jesus, but also to be his hands and feet to those in need, to those who need some protection, to those who need some justice. To accept this, as a blessing rather than a burden, for God showed the confidence in us to put us in this place and in this time to make a difference. I want to wrap up today by reading uh, Proverbs 3. This, this won't be on the screen, um, but if you want to refer back to it later, I know you can remember 3. Uh, Earnhardt, Stooges, Little Pigs, Meeting 3, something will grab you where you remember Proverbs 3. <laughs> Thank you. Um, there's a chapter I like to read around graduation time because it has so much uh, wisdom in it, just for life, just for life. But all of us as Christians, I feel like I should read this, uh, this chapter fairly regular because it speaks so much to what this Amos series is about, about doing the right thing, about justice, 
about uh, yielding ourselves to God. And uh, y'all just listen along with me, please. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not to your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him and He will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father the son he delights in. Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold her fast will be blessed. By wisdom, the Lord laid the earth's foundations. By understanding, he set the heavens in place. By his knowledge, the watery depths were divided, and the clouds let drop the dew. My son, do not let wisdom and understanding out of your sight. Preserve sound judgment and discretion. They will be life for you, an ornament to grace your neck. Then you will go on your way in safety, and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Have no fear of sudden disaster or of the ruin that overtakes the wicked. For the Lord will be at your side and will keep you afoot from being snared. Do not withhold good from those whom it is due when it is in your power to act. Do not say to your neighbor, come back tomorrow and I'll give it to you when you already have it with you. Do not plot harm against your neighbor who lives trustfully near you. Do not accuse anyone for no reason when they have done you no harm. Do not envy the violent or choose any of their ways, for the Lord detests the perverse but takes the upright into his confidence. The Lord's curse is on the house of the wicked but he blesses the home of the righteous. He mocks proud mockers, but shows favor to the humble and oppressed. The wise inherit honor, but fools get only shame. This is what God wants for us. Obedience, seeking him, helping those who are oppressed, reaching out and saying, not only do I want to share Jesus Christ with you, but I want to show you what he's capable of, because God's justice is real. And we want to be on the good side of that. This is what God wants us to do. Do the right thing. So, Y'all bow your heads with me, please. Lord, thank you for all that you teach us. Let us all enjoy the peace and prosperity that comes from keeping your commands in our heart. 
While we hear that righteous injustice is for all, let us humbly accept that there are times when that means us too that needs to be accepting of your justice. We know you discipline those you love. Continue to make us see that all we have is yours and we are to be grateful and share with others. And above all, thank you for the opportunities we have to show mercy and kindness to those who need it so that they may see Jesus in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.